Welcome to Not in a Huff with Jackson Huff, where we interview newsmakers, storytellers, and all-around interesting people. Sit back, relax, uh, unless you're driving, and enjoy the show. Here's Jackson. Hello, hello, hello. I am Jackson Huff. This is Not in a Huff. Thanks so much for joining me. As always, really appreciate it. This week, I'm speaking with Emily Radsliff. Now, Emily is a shuffle dancer. You're going to say, what in the world is shuffle dance? Maybe you're you're a, a Emily fan and you're like, of course I know that. I'm just here to, to hear Emily's story. And, and it's a great story. But let's kind of talk about what shuffle dance is. You know, I've talked to people that from uh, ballet dancers, professional ballet dancers here in in my uh, my local ballet in Indianapolis. I've talked to Irish dancers and learned all about those crazy wigs and interesting outfits and shoes and and all that kind of stuff and and it's just always interesting to hear about the you know the arts and people expressing themselves in dance so when i was on instagram and see you know these people kind of flow dancing at music festivals and edm concerts those type of things i'm like what is that i feel like there's there's more to it and of course there is and it's a dance called shuffle dancing now I'm certainly not an expert, even after speaking with Emily and her doing the best to explain it to me. You know, I still don't still know that much, but I do know uh, that Emily's story is a, a really, really awesome one. She actually went from being an engineer into shuffle dance. And uh, and I guess the influencer world that, that came along with that because she is uh, she's quite good at what she does. So we're going to talk about her story, about going from engineering to dance. We're going to talk about what shuffle dance is. We're going to do our best to kind of describe to you what it looks like to see someone do it. Of course, when you're on a podcast, a little hard to truly see that. So I will put a uh, video in the uh, description, the a little bit about uh, you know what what shuffle dance is. So you're you're not listening to this whole thing like I still can't exactly picture it. We'll show you. We'll show Emily doing it. Of course, if you click her links, uh, that'll also be there. You'll you'll get to see that as well. But I want to kind of put a nice a nice one click video to to kind of show those uh, those techniques. I think you're gonna enjoy this one. Whether you are big into dance, whether you're already an Emily fan, uh, whether you just want to hear about somebody who is is doing took a took a leap of faith and and did something that she really really loved. You know, engineering wasn't it for her anymore. And uh, and she decided to uh, to follow these passions, and her passions have uh, have led her pretty far. She's she's gonna like I said talk about shuffle dance, but she's gonna talk about the business she's created because of it. Whether it's the social media, whether it's a thing that she's created called the Shuffle Vault that we're gonna get into, which is teaching people to shuffle dance. So maybe you listen to this and you're inspired to uh, to go out and do it yourself. She's gonna be able to to give you those step by step guides on exactly how to do that, but. That and a lot more this week. Here is Emily Ratzloff. I'm here today with Emily Ratzloff. Emily, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for joining me. If you would just introduce yourself. Uh, yeah. So my name is Emily. I am a shuffle dancer and shuffle instructor. Awesome. And, and I've had a lot of different dancers on ballet dancers, Irish dancers, other people that, that perform, but maybe not just a specific dance. And I, I think that obviously people know ballet, they kind of know what Irish dancing is. They may not know how to do it, but I think some of the listeners may be like shuffle dance, have no idea what that even is. Tell us a little bit about what, what it even is. 
Yeah. So shuffling is honestly kind of like a new dance style, you know, relative to all those ones that you listed off ballet, etc. Um, and it kind of started out as like dance music started out at like raves and stuff. So that's kind of where it got its foundation. And then, you know, since then, it's really grown as dance music has grown, as well as with um, things like social media, TikTok, it has grown quite a bit. Um, but yeah, it's basically kind of centered around moves like the running man and the T-step and yeah, largely done to dance or electronic music. Now that's the, and this is a hard question given that the listener can't, can't see us, but uh, <laughs> what if someone's seeing shuffle dance, they're seeing it on TV, they're seeing someone do it. What, what's, what does it look like? You know, obviously we know with ballet, what that kind of looks like, maybe mm-hmm. with some of the other ones, but what does shuffle dance look like to, to someone who's seeing it for the first time? Yeah. So it kind of looks like you are running or like floating in place. It's a lot of like very on tempo beats. Like it's very one and two and three and four. And so you're kind of like stepping and stomping on the ground with every beat or like shuffling side to side. Um, So the name of it, like shuffling, that's kind of also what it looks like. Funny enough. Hmm. I'm glad they picked a word that kind of makes sense for it then. Uh, So you, I want to talk a little bit here in a minute about kind of the big transition that you did from, you know, what, what you went to school for to, to this, but before we get there, what even started your, your interest in this dance? You talked about how it's kind of a newer, newer thing. What, uh, what grabbed your attention? Yeah. So my um, old boyfriend had kind of introduced me into dance music and he also had shuffled and he showed me it and I was like, well, okay, that's kind of cool. And then, we went to my very first electronic music festival. We went to EDC Las Vegas. And then I remember seeing it there and being entranced by it. I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. They look so cool. Um, and then I found some uh, shufflers on Instagram as well that really inspired me. And that's when I was like, okay, I think, uh, I think I'm going to learn this. <laughs> yeah. And let's, let's talk a little bit about that huge career path, huge change. You went from, I think, engineering right and, and you even you were even working in engineering correct yes yes i was working i got my degree in mechanical engineering graduated and started working for a company called western digital um and was doing like test engineering and then i just kind of like was learning i was also doing like health and fitness stuff and trying to like grow my social media platform and then I found shuffling and then I kind of like threw my all into shuffling. Mm. Yeah. And I, and this is just completely stereotyped. The average engineer, I don't see as much of a shuffle dancer. So that is, that kind of surprised me when I read that about you, that you are, you're an engineer. Were you just a, a different kind of engineer or were, have you just made a lot of, I guess, changes because those are two very different areas. I feel like. Yeah, no, I had a full like life switch. Mm-hmm. You know, I think from high school to college, I was always wanted to, you know, break stereotypes, I guess. Um, but also like I was always kind of identified myself as like the smart girl who was good at math and science. Like that was my whole identity. And I never really saw myself I saw myself as like a logical person. I don't think I fully saw myself as like a creative person or somebody who could pursue a creative career. I always just thought, 
oh, I'm going to do the smart thing and go for this smart career that's going to pay me well. And, you know, everyone says engineering is a good field to get into. And then so when I started pursuing shuffling, it was like almost killing this old identity that I had for myself, you know, the engineering girl. And now I'm had to adopt this new mentality of being a dancer, a creator. And yeah. Yeah. How, how scary was that transition? I feel like, you know, if I'm a steady job that does pay well and that you, you know, the bills are paid on time to doing something that was just completely out of the norm. You weren't exactly sure how it was going to go. How did, how was that? How was that transition? Yeah, it was a super kind of scary and stressful transition. You know, I basically kind of quit my job without, I I didn't quit. I was on a contract. And then when I told them I didn't want to like take the full-time position that they offered me, um, they said, okay, well, we're just gonna let your contract expire. And um, so I had nothing lined up and I didn't know what I was going to do next. So it was like this whole just like leap of faith, I guess. And, you know, it was a lot of pressure, but I think also sometimes um, having so much opportunity can be such a great and exciting thing. You know, it doesn't have to be a scary thing. It, it can be a good thing too. Yeah, no, I, I, I get that for sure. I mean, I think the opportunity would definitely would be an exciting thing, but just not knowing the uncertainty of how it would go and, and income that that's what would scare me the most. I feel like I would be like, Oh, this is definitely cool. I'm going to enjoy it, but am I going to be able to, to survive? That's what it would scare me the most. How did you kind of get past those fears? For sure. For sure. I luckily I had, um, a bit of savings saved up, you know, and I totally agree. Like financial stress is the worst kind of stress. Mm-hmm. Um, and it definitely got to me at times, but I think there was just this switch in my mind that was like determined. I, I was positive that if I didn't give up, that if I kept going, I would be successful and I would reach the goals that I wanted to and like achieve everything that I wanted to. Um, And that sort of mentality just kind of helped pushing me through those like stressful times. And um, yeah, just really helped. It also helped, you know, having the support of my boyfriend at the time, as well as my family. Uh, Surprisingly, my parents who paid for my engineering degree were relatively supportive all mm. things considered uh, that's that's a that's a big thing and a good thing for sure did you ever try to do them both at the same time were you ever kind of moonlighting as a shuffle dancer or were you always kind of did you just go from one to the other extreme so it actually kind of went i started with engineering and then while i was engineering i was actually doing like a side hustle of fitness and nutrition coaching. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was actually what I was doing at the same time as my engineering. And that was kind of the transition. And then Mm -hmm. I started shuffling and that like took off and also took over my life. And that's, um, that was kind of after engineering, after I left engineering. I gotcha. No, that, that makes sense. I want to ask you too, because I mean, you, you've successfully done it. So somebody listening and like, you know, I've got this dream that I want to achieve too, but I've got things just fear holding me back. What advice do you have? I don't expect you just to be this big motivational speaker here, but what (laughs) advice do you have? 
I think, you know, you have to trust yourself, trust your gut and know that, you know, failure is a part of the growing process. It's a part of succeeding, you know, something actually that was really helpful and impactful that I, I learned in engineering was this phrase that you would say, fail often so you can succeed sooner. I think a lot of the times people are scared of failure because they think it means, you know, they're not good enough or they're not going to make it, you know, and that kind of either holds people back or turns people away from like following their dreams. Right. And I think you have to just know that like you're going to fail and that's okay because that failure is going to teach you so much more um, than obviously not trying it at all. You know, you learn so much from your failures. And so you just kind of have to trust that it's all part of the process. Yeah, I got you. I guess the next thing I want to transition into is that you, you went into to shuffle dancing, but you also kind of went into to social media and, and became an influencer. I guess that's, that's the word that's used, but what made you decide, Hey, I want to shuffle dance, but I also want to kind of show others what I'm doing. You know, I think, so again, it kind of all started back with the fitness coaching that I was doing. I started growing my social media mm-hmm. with the hopes of like gaining an audience to help like market my offers to. And then I just kind of like fell in love with the, the process of, of sharing my life, of connecting with people I never would have connected with otherwise. You know, it was less about being like, oh, I want to be an influencer. It was just like, I love this reach that I have and I love that I get to make other people happy, you know, and I love that I get to share this part of my life with other people. It was just like a lot of fun and I kind of love the process of it all. Yeah. And that kind of brings up an, an interesting thought because I've talked to other influencers. I talked to one who was a, a fitness Instagrammer, and then they wanted to kind of talk about their journey in dental school. I talked to one that was a elementary school teacher that wanted to kind of transition from that into, I guess, just lifestyle. And they both talked about how when they left kind of their regular niche, if you will, that kind of turned some of their followers off. They were like, I'm not following you for this. I'm following you for this. So (laughs) people were following you before for like the fitness world and you kind of transitioned to shuffle dancing. Did you have any pushback? Did you lose a significant amount of followers at first and then gain them back? Or did you just not, uh, did you get lucky and not have to deal with that? I think I, when I started with the fitness, I didn't have like too, too crazy amount of followers. I definitely did lose some. I definitely lost a, um, a few, but not enough, not, not even like not enough. I think it just didn't matter because that was less of what I was doing now. And, you know, I don't want people who, I want people to follow me who genuinely care about what I'm posting. And if all people wanted to see was the fitness stuff, then that's okay. Like no harm, no foul. See you later. I will stick with the audience that wants to see the things that I'm sharing, you know, the dancing and all of that. I gotcha. No, that makes sense. But let's talk about kind of the pluses and minuses of, of social media, because obviously the huge plus is that you, you gain this following, you gain this kind of, I I don't know if I want to say fan base, but you gain this support system 
but there's always some uh, some un unsavory people when it comes to social media too. So talk about kind of balancing the the good with the bad. Yeah. Oh man, social media. So it's an interesting place, like you said. There's good. There's bad. And I think at first when I was getting started on social media, uh, it really took a toll on my mental health. It really, I just couldn't believe that people I didn't know who didn't know me really could say these just awful negative things about somebody or like call somebody out on their faults or like nitpick the way that they looked. And, you know, it was just crazy to me. And over the years, I've just kind of learned that you know, these people, trolls, if you will, whatever you want to call them, their response has so little to do with me and like what I'm doing. And it has so much more to say about them and the place that they're in. You know, they're probably going through something or insecure about something and they want to just like take it out on somebody, you know, because you know, if you're in a good, happy place, you're not going to want to try and tear other people down. It's usually people who are, you know, going through it. And so I honestly try to have a little bit of sympathy for some people. Some people are just flat out mean. I mean, (laughs) and you just kind of got to get over it. But uh, yeah, I've definitely had to kind of, it's grown my, I guess, resilience. I was going to say confidence, but more my resilience to like Mm -hmm. external people's opinions and thoughts. Yeah, I think you've got to you've got to build that resilience for sure. If you have any kind of any kind of following, any kind of presence, I've I've talked to people that kind of they look at it two different ways. Are you somebody who you talk about kind of having that empathy? So I think you may be in a little bit in the middle. But you do you think I'm going to ignore this? I'm not going to to feed the trolls, so to speak, or are you somebody who kind of engages? Because I've had people talk about how you know people don't realize that they're talking to a person. So I try to personify the situation, realize, Hey, this is a real person with real feelings. And what you said is, is hurtful. And sometimes that works. People are like, you know what? I didn't even really, wasn't even really thinking about it. I was just commenting blindly. So, so where are you at with all that? I think somewhere in the middle, I think I generally try most of the time I try to ignore it just because I think people that are commenting those kinds of things are usually trying to get a reaction. Mm-hmm. So my thought process is like, I don't want to feed into that. I don't want to give you exactly what you want. But at the same time, sometimes I will uh, respond or even not even like respond, but make it a point to show my followers or show other people that I get hate, I get trolls, I get negative comments too. And not like kind of use it as like, try to lead by example, like don't let it get to you. You know what I mean? Um, that's kind of when I'll share or that's kind of when I'll comment back uh, just to kind of show people that like not to let other people's opinions get to you. I, I think that's, that's important for sure. So I want to kind of get back to, back to the world of shuffle dance. And that is again, in, in talking to people in the dance world, I, you know, I always ask about kind of the, you know, there's a distinct attire for a, a lot of these other dances when it comes mm-hmm. to Irish dance and ballet and, and a lot of other things. I don't know necessarily when it comes to shuffle dance, if that's really the case. I don't think it is. So what, what's what's the attire? And maybe more importantly, because the thing that's the most unique about all of the uh, the other dances is these crazy shoes. I don't know whether you've ever seen an Irish dancer's shoe, but it's it's wild. <laughs> 
So what uh, do you do? You have certain clothes you need to wear, or certain shoes that's best? Is it best not to wear any shoes? I don't know where we're at with the attire and the. Footwear. <laughs> yeah, so with shoes, it's generally sneakers, like always some sort of sneaker. There's more popular sneakers that a lot of shufflers wear. A lot of people like to wear Vans, um, uh, like flat bottom shoes, because it kind of like I said earlier, it's. it's a lot of shuffling is meant to look like you're kind of like floating on the dance floor. So something like kind of like sits flat on the ground. That's like a common thing, but really any kind of sneaker is a good shoe for shuffling. And then as far as like clothing, that's like ever changing. I feel like right now shuffling is in a phase where everybody is wearing these like cargo parachute pants. And I feel like that's also largely due to the fact that that's just kind of what's in general in style. Um, But yeah, so really baggy clothing is kind of where shuffling is at right now. But it used to be like, people would wear tight clothing. But yeah, it's it's changing. It's it's growing. I feel like it's kind of dependent on the trends right now as far as clothing. Yeah, I, I saw your most recent video. You talked about clothing. It seemed, are you getting into the parachute pants? I think that's that's something that you showed, right? Yeah, I did buy myself a pair to see what the hype was about. <laughs> and I got to say, I'm not a big fan. No? <laughs> no, they're too swishy. I don't like the noise that they make. They go like swish, 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 swish constantly. And like when you're shuffling, you're always like go, your legs are going past each other, right? It's just not a fan. <laughs> yeah. For sure. So you said that it's done at festivals, those kind of things. Is there any kind of, I guess, whether it's competitions to it, whether it's actual, you know, performances, where are shuffle dancers kind of getting recognized? Yeah. So there are, there have been competitions that have emerged from different shuffle groups. Um, but generally the way that I think about shuffling and, and, and why where I like to shuffle and why I like to shuffle is just when I'm in the crowd at a at a show listening to my favorite DJ just you know maybe towards the back so I have more space usually that's where the shufflers will hang out um because obviously as you go towards the front it's way more packed like sardines you don't have a lot of space to dance um and sometimes people will even form shuffle circles so Mm. basically that's just like a group of people kind of standing around in a little circle and then watching like somebody shuffle in the middle of said circle yeah that's what i was envisioning if you're in the back there shuffling that there's you've got a circle around you watching so i like to hear that there's different people people joining in and and is this something that you know obviously there's techniques to it there's different moves in it i've watched some of your videos that teach some of those moves but is it something that you can actually one is it something you can actually shuffle directly with someone else and two is there actual precision coordination with someone else so let's let's take the two that i know ballet you can Mm -hmm. ballet you can do a performance directly with someone else and you know whether they're picking you up or whether you're doing the same moves irish dance the whole competition is exactly about doing the exact same move as everyone else on the stage. Is it all just freestyle and shuffle? Or is there some kind of uh, rhyme or reason? Yeah. So couple part answer to that question. So first part being shuffling started out most like entirely as freestyle, but as it's grown and as it's changed, a lot of choreos have emerged. 
um, especially with the emergence of TikTok and social media, people create choreographed dances and mm. perform them for reels, for what have you, you know, for content. And then as far as shuffling with somebody, there is this thing, I don't know what to call it. It's called mirroring and shuffling. And basically, if you were like at an event or at a show, stand like you look at each other, you dance like at each other, facing each other, and you kind of rock back and forth with shuffling with the T-step. And you kind of just follow each other um, back and forth. You're not necessarily doing the exact same moves, but you're trying to like be in flow with each other. Um, and so that's kind of how you can be dancing together almost but still freestyling but then you also have like i said those those choreographs for content and what have you yeah and where do you where do you kind of find yourself what do you enjoy the most is it watching these tiktoks making these tiktoks making these um this choreography or is it just going out and freestyling i just want to freestyle personally like i just want to when a song moves me i just want to go out and dance and let it all out it's like a release almost um the choreographs can be like a good learning tool so i try to do those to learn myself or to use as like a teaching method um but for me freestyle all day <laughs> yeah and you talked at the, with the festivals that are your favorite DJ, your favorite maybe EDM type music. What uh, what kind of music is is shuffling normally too? Is it can it be to anything, or is there specific music that it normally goes with? It can be to anything, honestly. Um, it's mostly done to dance music, and I'd say a lot of it's done to house music. Mm. Um, but you can also do it to techno. Like a, a lot of people do it to techno, um, and a lot of people do it to trance music. Uh, so really, any kind of dance music, I'd say. But, you know, when you get into those higher uh, BPM songs, it can be more challenging. Um, so styles or dance dance music like hard style, but people do, in fact, shuffle to hard style. Um, it's just hard, at least for me. <laughs> so you're not you're not seeing a bunch of shufflers at, at your your local country act then? No, no. Mostly <laughs> dance music. Mostly dance music. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, obviously all kind of dancing is trying to, to follow a certain rhythm, definitely when it comes to, to freestyle, but you talked about how it's harder when it comes to, to more beats per minute is shuffling really, really need to, to, to follow those exact beats or, or why does that matter as much? Yeah. So yeah, most shuffling moves are very, um, they're, they're, they're like to the tempo of a song and that's like, it's like you're hitting the tempo with every step or the beat with every step. So if a song goes like one, two, three, four, you know, you're stepping on every count. And that's like what gives it a cool look and a cool effect because it just really matches and goes in sync with the music. Um, and that's just like the kind of style of dance that it is. It's, it's very different to than something, you know, maybe like hip hop or jazz where there's more flow and there's more looseness to it, I guess. Uh, but there is a lot of musicality that you can do with shuffling, even though it's to the tempo, you can still, you know, hold or like find fluidity in it. Yeah. So if someone is already trained in another dance, whether it's hip hop or any of the other ones I've talked about, do you think it'd be easier to, to learn how to shuffle dance because you've already have that background or do you think it would be harder because it is a very different technique and you would kind of revert to some of your old ways? I think that it would probably be easier because 
you know, you have that dance background still. And, you know, some people may even consider shuffling a more basic style of dance because it's just very like one and two and three and four. Um, so, and two, what the great part about shuffling is, is it's constantly incorporating other styles of dance. You know, I know like people who were trained in ballet that are now shufflers that incorporate, you know, pirouettes and turns and leaps and whatnot into their shuffling. Um, so I definitely think being a dancer prior to learning shuffling would be an advantage. Yeah. What's, what's the hardest part for somebody who they're just starting, they're just learning. What's, what's the hardest part of, of getting this down? It's honestly the speed, you know, the moves itself are not overly complex. It's doing it fast. That can be hard for people. Um, what I like to say is shuffling is easy to learn, but really hard to master and really hard mm. to like make it look good and smooth and effortless. So do you, you're, how many years into it are you? I will be coming up on five years. That's awesome. Do you feel, I mean, are you somebody who, who's confident, like I've mastered this thing or are you like, nah, I'm still, I still got a long way to go. I wouldn't go so far as to say I've got a long way to go. I definitely have feel like I've mastered certain elements, but at the same time, when I say that I'm, I'm someone who always wants to continue to grow and improve. So part of me is also still like, I feel like I'm still a student. I feel like I'm still learning. I do feel like I still have a lot to learn. Um, but that being said, I do, I do feel confident in my abilities. Yeah. Well, you should just to the untrained eye. I feel like you've mastered it. But the funny thing was I watched kind of your, from the beginning to the end to, to now video, your like four years ago and all that, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I feel like in the very beginning, you were already good. I'm like, well, dang, <laughs> this, uh, she started out. This is a, this is a curve that she's already on well past, but I feel like you just had that maybe the innate ability already. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, a lot of other people said that as, as well, but I watched those videos back and I'm like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Do you have you, because I want to start talking here in a minute about the shuffle vault, which is teaching other people the the technique. Do you think this is something that everyone can learn or do you think there's just is an innate ability to being able to do it? Obviously as a teacher, you never want to say, nah, there's just some people that can't do it. But do you think there are people that just can't do it? No, I, I mean, I don't think so <laughs> because I have seen people from, you know, I've taught people from the age of seven all the way up to like 60. So I think, you know, the only limit is your, like what you think you can do. Like the only limits are what you place on yourself. I think truly anybody can shuffle. Yeah. So let's talk about somebody who is interested in, in learning about it and some of the, the work you're, you're doing when it comes to that. And that is the, the shuffle vault. Tell us what that is. Yeah. So I, the shuffle vault is basically my library of all the shuffling moves, combos, um, that I know. Um, it's like a little tutorial library. I basically created it because people would ask me, you know, like, Oh, do you have like a list of all the moves, you know, or like something like that? And I was like, you know what? That's a good idea. I should like write everything down. And then I was like, well, why don't I just create tutorials with all of the moves and then everyone can kind of have access to it and learn from it and learn everything that I know. 
Mm. Yeah. And, and how, I mean, how is, is, has that been going? Is it something that's, that uh, you've, I guess you've got a lot of success from, you've been able to teach a lot of people or, or, or where, where does it sit today? Yeah, it's been really successful, more successful than I ever could have dreamed or hoped for. Um, it, yeah, it's gotten, I've taught a lot of people how to shuffle through the shuffle ball, as well as honestly, through my YouTube tutorials. It's, it's always really heartwarming to hear people tell me that I was their teacher or they learned from me or anything like that. Yeah. And I always like to just break things down to the, to the lowest level. Cause everyone would be wondering about this. So I assume the shuffle vault, that's a subscription based type thing. And then your social media may be too, because we, we, we took a lot of income from you. Where, where's, where's your income coming now? Yeah. It's mostly coming from the shuffle vault. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a little bit through social media, YouTube, stuff like that. But yeah, mostly the shuffle ball right now. And that's a, that's a really important thing to have created. That was a smart thing for sure. Because, you know, I feel like with social media, that is so up and down, up and down. And if you create that subscription based thing, that's a very, a a more uh, finite, more stable income. So I like that. Yeah. It feels like, um, it's nice to have created something that's like my own, um, like you said, social media, like, yes, my social media is my social media, but it's like Instagram mm. is owned by somebody else, you know, right. you know, the shuffle vault is mine. Right. So do you think now after kind of being an entrepreneur, doing these things yourself, do you think that you're ever going to go back to nine to five? Do you think you're ever going to wake up one day and be like, you know what? I'm back in this engineering world. Oh man, I don't think so. I don't think I could. I think I, I've been gone for too long. I think I wouldn't be happy um, doing that. So I don't think so. I think working for myself is the way forward for me. Yeah. So what do you do you hope the the future holds? Now, of course, no one really knows. But do you have anything you know in the pipeline that you're that you're working on to kind of expand your your brand, so to speak? Yeah, that's a great question. I'm in the process of figuring that out. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, because I love shuffling and I plan to continue shuffling, but maybe it's not something I want to do forever, right? Um, so I've thought about maybe, you know, maybe teaching people how to grow on social media because obviously that's something I have a lot of experience in and and doing like social media coaching or something like that or even I've even thought about maybe I expand the shuffle vault to continue to have other teachers on there and make it more of like a dance vault rather than just the shuffle vault and have different styles of dance on there whether it be you know ballet jazz what have you I'm thinking of adding styles like house dance if you've ever heard of that Mm. Um, maybe some hip-hop something like that no, I think those are those are cool things for sure. So, how can people find your social media? How can they find the Shuffle Vault and uh, and follow along with Emily? Yeah, so the Shuffle Vault is just the dot com um, for that monthly subscription with all of the tutorials, and then I am on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram with just my name, which is spelled so funny. Both of both of my names: E M Y L E E R A T Z L A F F Emily Ratzliff. Is where you can find me. Yeah, well, it's been a pleasure. I didn't know too much about shuffling before we talked. Just watching videos, very 
it, it's a cool dance to watch for sure. So I, I, I really appreciate your, your time today. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. It's been a pleasure as well. So that was Emily Ratzlaff. Learned so much from her. Like I said in the beginning, it's hard to truly you know, show a dance form without actually showing a dance form. So please do click on the links in the description. That one-click link just to kind of show you the basics of what Shuffle Dance looks like. Of course, her social media with the Shuffle Vault and her personal Instagram, those will both be in the show notes. If you at all are interested in Shuffle Dance and, and learning from it, go on YouTube, watch some of her her videos and tutorials if you want more in-depth in the uh, the world of dance and the world of shuffle dance go to the shuffle vault can't uh, can't recommend that enough if it's something that you're uh, that you're wanting to take i guess a little bit more seriously uh, it is a monthly subscription but uh you know she's a, a pleasure to, to speak with so i know that she would be a pleasure to uh to have as a teacher as well so Hopefully you go check that out. Hope you enjoyed this week and learning a bit more about the dance. Uh, if you already are an Emily fan, know a lot about, um, you know, shuffle dance already. Hopefully you learned a little bit about Emily this week and just the amazing story she has and, and chasing that dream. I know uh, big things are, are going to continue to happen for her, and I, I was really, uh, really honored to speak with her. So go check her out. Of course, if this is your first time listening or you haven't already, go on Instagram. Follow us, Not Enough Podcast. Give us a five-star on Spotify on and on Apple. We appreciate that very much. Give uh, a written review on Apple. Even more amazing. Uh, but if you do nothing else, catch us next week. Another amazing guest. So uh, take it away, Chris. This has been Not In A Huff with Jackson Huff. Thank you for listening. Be sure to join us next time where we will interview another amazing guest who is sure to make you laugh or make you think. Or, hey, maybe even both. But until then, keep being awesome.